0: Hey Agility Addicts, before we drop into our episode, I wanted to take a quick second here to mention Cody's Creations, one of our fabulous sponsors. Cody's Creations, or Carrie Beck, the creator of Cody's Creations, is a local collar maker out of Massachusetts, but she is nationally recognized and nationally ships nationally. My collars that my dogs wear at Agility Trials have received... Lots of compliments, and I just wanted to share where I got them from. And as you know, Michelle and I, not only are we huge fans of Cody's Creations, but we don't have a lot of pennies to rub together. Cody's Creations creates custom-designed collars, leashes, and harnesses without breaking the bank. I can't tell you how amazing, amazing her products are, and I highly recommend that you go check her website out. It's C O D Y S. -S 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 C R E A T I O N S dot com. That will take you right to her Etsy page. Check out her products. You can also email her and ask her for any specifics. I have over 25 products from Cody's Creations. Michelle, probably more. She's a few more dogs than me. And they're just fabulous. She does biothane. She does nylon leashes, customized leather. It's just incredible. So really check her out. Little bow ties if you've got a pregnancy announcement or just want to make your dog look cute, treat totes, you name it, she's got it. So check her out. She supports us. We want you guys to support her. And best of all, you can do so by getting 15% off by using the code STARTLINE at codyscreations.com. And now I'd like to welcome you to our next episode. Thanks so much. are you ready steady welcome to start line
1: every journey is different but they all start with the start line
0: we're here to edutain you about the world of dog agility the sport has changed rapidly in just a few years we have been a part of it
1: join us as we discuss our journeys share our successes laughs and failures
0: we will be joined by special guests and our hope is for you to help us grow the sport we love episode 16 go
1: hey it's michelle and Kara. In this episode, we are going to be talking about all the different championship titles that you can earn among different organizations.
0: Because who doesn't love a title?
1: That's right. And the <laughs> championship title to boot. And there's also a couple of little lifetime awards that we threw in there um, depending on the organization. So I learned a lot because there are some organizations here that I have not competed in or that I am just starting to compete in.
0: Definitely learned a lot while doing the research here. Mad credit goes to Michelle for the research. I had a crazy busy week. You may have noticed we took a, I think it's a two-week break now. But we had some busyness ahead of us. And Michelle and I are looking into, as you know, we do this on our in our spare time. So we are looking into doing a bi-weekly episode. If you would like to file a complaint, please let us know. If you think that's lovely, please let us know.
1: All right, so we talked a little bit. I think the reason we decided to do this episode next was because we got into a conversation on our last episode about our goals and what to work towards towards getting our championships. Should we just jump right in? Let's. Should we start with what we're the most familiar with? And then... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're just going to throw this out there, full disclosure. Kara and I primarily trial in AKC. I have done... USDAA quite a bit, and I've actually done a lot more of it lately. That's like a little teaser for what's coming.
0: And Kara has played a little bit in UKI. I have with Walter, who has never cued. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there. I still want to play the game more. I UKI it seems very interesting to me, and after Michelle's research and what you guys will learn tonight, it's even more interesting to me. But we've never queued. So I don't know what their ribbons or any of that stuff looks like.
1: <laughs> we, we have, Sirius has two cues, I think, in UKI because we have only been able to do the UKI at home. Uh, the first UKI trial I did try to enter got, uh, got canceled because of COVID. So eventually, I'm hoping that we'll be able to play in UKI a little bit more. But we also are covering CPE and NADAC, and I'm just going to throw out their full disclosure. Neither one of us has competed in CPE or NADAC. So this is all research that that we did, but some of these classes we're not entirely familiar with. So we are throwing it out there for all of our listeners to help educate us. If you know about CPE and NADAC and want to talk more about it with
0: us, please let us know. Please, because our goal is to share as many organizations as we can with you, because this is a podcast about dog agility. It's about expanding our horizons, trying new things, edutaining you. So we're going to try new things as things open up more, thanks to COVID, as they're shutting down more. But, you know, we're going to get more into this at home, because I think that's awesome that Michelle got to try at home UKI. And next time that we're on, we're going to be discussing some at-home USDAA. But we just want to bring you guys all the options available. While full disclosure, we always say that we're, we lean towards AKC. We still want to welcome and educate everybody about all the options out there. And what I've briefly learned about CPE, it sounds like this is something I'm going to be running with Debbie as she ages, which is sadly in like a year or two but that organization sounds really wonderful for jump height. So each has their uh, advantages. And while we're not gonna get a chance to cover that today, it's certainly something we could cover later on, but we do welcome your input as to, you know, why you are in a certain organization. And then Michelle and I will jump a little bit into why we get into AKC. But we wanted to first bring you the championships because there is a phrase, children cover your ears, called a title whore. <laughs> And that's us. And that's us. <laughs> Absolute 100%. I'm a title whore. I just filed Debbie's silver premier jumpers in her big, fat, massive binder. But I just filed it away, and her book just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I said to myself, there's people that run more than I do more often, and they have more titles than I do. And I was like, what did they do with their title certificates?
1: Michelle, what do you do with yours? You know, I used to actually just sit them in – my big bin with all the ribbons but I actually just move them over to a binder Mm. so I use the sleeve protectors and every dog has a tab in the binder and that's what
0: we've done I even have
1: my own tab I'm just saying mine is is right here
0: no this is all of them but like this much is Debbie (laughs) (laughs) I'm showing Michelle my like I mean fat it's easily a three inch binder E4. Oh, yeah. So, yes. But okay. anyways, we are here because we are title whores to talk about the various titles so that I can get excited about future organizations for my dogs to win more titles. I'm going to just go ahead and Michelle did all of the work on this, but I'm going to go ahead and Bogart AKC because it's the one I know the most about and probably just ask questions about the other ones and because she did all of the legwork, read through these rule books and really tried to, um, well, really did a great job gathering all this information. So. Oh, thank
1: you. oh, you know, one thing I did want to say before we start about all the championships and organizations that this is also helpful information depending on the kind of team you are. So I think as we go through these, you'll kind of catch on to the theme of the organization, which organization favors a different skill. So hmm. versatility versus consistency versus speed and all of that. So I think... That's that's one of the big things I learned is how different the championships point and target different skills, which I thought was really neat. So
0: anyway, go on, Kara. Yeah, yeah, and that's a really good way to put it too because why do all these organizations exist? Again, we'll get into that later, but there's these options for these titles, as Michelle said, based on what your team is good at. And we've always joked about, and I'll start off going after the AKC, we've always joked about how double Qs – which in AKC, in order to get your master agility championship and your preferred agility championship, you have to not only get 70 750 speed points that means points under time. So if the time is 50 seconds or the standard course time is 50 seconds and you run it in 35 seconds, then you get 15 points and they're called mocker pock points, but they're really based on your speed. How many seconds under? Time were you. On top of that, so for some slower teams, that might be more challenging, but they're consistent and they get what's called double Qs. Double Qs are you must qualify in the standard class and jumpers with weaves class on the same day at the same trial. Now I have to be specific about that because now we're having multiple trials in the same day, COVID. <laughs> so that really focuses on consistency. So AKC focuses on both speed and consistency, but I believe, and this is an opinion, Michelle, I'd love to hear your opinion on this, that the consistency is a little bit harder or weighed a little bit more than speed. Yeah. You
1: know, it, it, like you said, it kind of depends on the team. For, for like, I'm a good example of this. We're not, me and Riley are not consistent, but she's fast. But you fast as hell. Yeah. So, I mean, we have, I think, three full mock Mock's worth of points that I actually don't quote unquote need towards her mock two. And we still need seven double Q's. And, and then, there are people that cannot get points. So they have in the opposite, they have three Mock's worth of double Q's.
0: Yeah. And AKC, but they if they want to make more money, if they could let us buy and trade, <laughs> yeah, right. Can you imagine trade and sell your points for double Q's? I'm just kidding. That doesn't make any sense. But it, it's you know fun- what, you
1: know what I would like, and this is a little bit of an aside. I would like if you could transfer your progress from from um, at least a mock to a POC. Yes, I think if something were to happen in injury and your dog is recovered and they come back and they're now running preferred, I think you should be allowed to transfer the mock points and double Qs towards the POC.
0: And just to clarify for everybody, AKC is one of the clearest in there. A USDAA, too, in their preferred versus regular. So, essentially, preferred, which is just their terminology. um, I do think it is kind of silly. I'm not a fan of the word preferred. It makes the dog seem better chosen of the other when, in actuality, preferred is not preferred, but I will not get into that topic.
1: Yeah, it's a whole.
0: But it really just means the dog jumps four inches shorter than it's measured into height, and it has, I believe, five extra seconds. So, that is the... Clear-cut AKC is very easy in understanding the differences between those classes. So, to repeat, for your Master Agility Championship, we call it Mock, and for your POC, Preferred Agility Championship, same exact requirements, 750 points, speed points, and 20 double Qs. And remember, POC is getting the five extra seconds and the four extra inches. But again, depending on your team, my boxer is not as agile or I felt qualified to jump her measured into height, which goes by the withers, oh, which is a whole nother discussion for another podcast. We are just racking up the topics <laughs> here. <laughs> um, but the big bad voodoo daddy of them all for AKC, which was released, ooh, about two years ago now. Yeah, I want to say about that. Is the Agility Grand Championship. So this is the A G C H This bad boy, the AKC, was smart. And they're like, how can we sucker in these people that have done well in these classes and keep them going? And I tell you, I got sucked right in. And I love it. And it has now become a multi-multi-thousand-dollar goal for me, financially and life goal. And I hope to be the first boxer to do it. But in order to get the coveted Agility Grand Championship... I have to have 75 master fast cues. I'll discuss that in a second. 75 time to beat cues. These are games. When we talk about games in the other organizations, this is equivalent to games. Then you need 100 of your master's standard and 100 of your master's jumpers with weaves. Those are your two classes you need to get your double cues. You need 50 premier standard, which is, as you can imagine, has the context does not have the table, tends to be more international style, and then fifty premier jumpers with weaves, again, international style however fascinating thing you can get an agility grand championship and never get a mocker pock, yep, so you, you don't need the double cues, you don't need the double cues. however, if you get a hundred of both masters and jumpers. Uh sorry, of standard and jumpers. And you don't happen to get somewhere accidentally a macaw park in there. Maybe check out another organization. <laughs> Just a suggestion. <laughs> Again, depending on your goals, but that's where we go. And then Michelle, you have here lifetime award. What is that?
1: So the agility grand championship is a lifetime achievement,
0: which oh, you get a plaque yeah. for.
1: Well, you get a plaque for it, and it's also an accumulation of cues over the dog's career, both Mm -hmm. at championship and or regular and preferred heights. So you you can combine your preferred and your regular cues to total all of those requirements.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, so that is the AKC. That is what I am going for. And fingers crossed we get there. You'll get there. I hope so. As long as COVID doesn't crush any more dreams. Yeah. Michelle. Well, and sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, speaking of dreams, we're we're grateful. Trials have opened back up. They have been running well. We've been masked. We've been going, being safe. We've been sweating outside as opposed to being in the nice AC. But numbers are rising and New England, particularly Massachusetts has really squeezed us down and we may not leave our state except for, We can hit all the New England states, including New York and New Jersey. And if we would like, we can fly to Hawaii. Other than that, our governor has said, no, if you go, you have to come back and have a 14-day quarantine, which I can't do for work and Michelle can't afford to do for work. So we, our traveling days are next as of now, and we will abide by our governor's rules to stay safe. And we're so fortunate to have a lot of states with available trials
1: yeah luckily we don't travel too much outside of our new england new york new jersey area well i did
0: a whole lot well yeah
1: i don't i don't go very far <laughs> <laughs> i'm just happy that new jersey's on the list because i have that big show in september that's outdoors and wonderful
0: i think well who knows this is the... i mean
1: there's so much that can change it's right. i mean literally this is what today says you know obviously in two weeks tomorrow it can all be different
0: and i'm trying to be an optimist and think okay because we cracked down earlier than some of the states having the resurgence now and because we had stricter rules in place or guidance i should say that i think we were ahead we're ahead of this current curve and i'm hoping that this current curve everyone's talking about a resurgence in the fall but oh I'm trying to hope that this is it, even though I secretly know that this is actually still the first wave. It's just delayed in the states that weren't as careful. Yeah. Again, I'm not passing judgment. There are states that weren't as careful. So, Anyways. Anyway,
1: so that (laughs) is the AKC. Those are the championships that you can earn through AKC. Uh, Let's talk USDAA. Now this one I have I have competed in USDAA on and off for the past 4 years or so. Let's see. So there are similar to AKC, there are two types of championship. It's the what they call championship which is your regular height that you measure into and then your performance which is your 4 inches or the next jump height lower.
0: And I'm going to say I don't like that word either. I know i think it's better i think it's better than preferred because preferred said quantifies and makes it sound better than where performance is a descriptive you're you're performing and to me it sounds like you're performing at a better level i don't know but yeah i'm curious as to how these organizations came up with these names but continue on. yeah
1: they're interesting yeah so in the championship level you have your atch your a-d-c-h and on the performance side, you have the PDCH, and then I'll go into the different tiers from there. So, oh, we did forget to say with the AKC, you can earn multiple mocks and POCs, and it'll mm. just continue into the number. So you have mock, and then Mach two, mock three, so on and so forth.
0: But you can't for the Agility Grand Championship. You can't. You can't a second. As of now, no. Um, there were people that you know, earned it relatively quickly. And we're working quote unquote towards a second one. And as of now, but things are going to change because they changed that with otches in obedience recently that you can get multiple otches. You cannot get multiple that's obedience championship. As of now, you cannot get multiple agility grand championships. Interesting. I hope that changes. I can't afford that. If it changes, I'll say that's a lot of money uh, that you know what that <laughs> reminds me of It reminds me, have you ever heard of, I forget what they're called, it's a double Ironman? No. Where, so an Ironman is a marathon plus, I think, a 12-mile swim. Oh, yes. Yeah, something crazy. They do that twice. Like, double it. So, no, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. I like my
1: 30-second sprints around the ring.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can handle just about that.
1: So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) USDAA. So,
0: in order to earn your ACH or your
1: PH, I don't really know how to say the performance one, the PDCH. You need.
0: I think it should five... be called a PH. I think that's funny. <laughs> but I know it's p-d-c-h.
1: I think it's I think it's PH, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, so, you need five master standard cues, five masters gambler's cues, five master snooker cues in which three of those must be in the top 15%, or also known as super cues, five masters jumpers queues, and I think it's also worth saying that jumpers in USDA does not include the weave poles, five master relay queues with five different partners, and those are your pairs class, and then you need five tournament qualifiers with at least one of them being Grand Prix, one of them being steeplechase and one of them being a three-dog team cue. Whereas AKC focuses on consistency as well as some speed, USDAA focuses on versatility. So none of these cues have to be earned on the same day. You can gather all of these cues in multiple different trials and actually most USDAA trials don't have a consistent run order of classes. So you may have a whole weekend where you're running a standard class on Saturday and standard might not even be offered on, sa- on Sunday. Instead, it might be a day of tournaments where they do a team. And team is actually a whole day event where you're on a
0: three-dog team accumulating different scores together in different classes. That's so, kind of cool because then you can yeah. enter different days. Yep. You can pick and choose and better plan your weekend. Because AKC, it's like you commit, you commit. Right. Yeah. And I'm starting, because of the Agility Grand Championship, I am starting to plan days better based on classes offered. But I know I always will have jumpers and standard. Always. Unless it's a game day. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. Which they've come out with recently. We have Premier Cups and we also have game days where it's just the games. Which I'm super excited to go to and try out.
1: Me too. Yeah. So I, what I really like is that in USDAA, the order is always a little different. You may actually see different levels on different days. So master's level standard, for example, may only be offered on like Friday and Saturday. And then on Sunday, it'll be a starter's and advance, which are the equivalent to novice and open in AKC or like your first. So there's three levels. So starters and advance are your first two levels before you get to master's. They may just have a starters and advanced day, so it's it's completely up to the club, up to whoever's organizing the trial, which I really like. Like as you
0: pointed out, well, AKC can do the same, and Noreen, a, a trial secretary in our area, has run several novice and open that's is the equivalent in USDA days, which I, yeah. I which I think is really cool. And what's also special and what organization sorry venues should realize is. In AKC, I don't know the answer in USDA, and I don't want to put Michelle in the spot, but I know in AKC, the ring size only has to be about 5,000 square feet, but for Masters, it has to be 8,000. So if you happen to have a smaller training facility, but it's adequately sized for a novice and open, why don't you consider that? What a great way to get people into the sport.
1: Yeah, you know, I never even realized that open and novice required that they could do with smaller ring sizes. Mm-hmm. That's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool for a lot of training facilities, too, if they're smaller. And if that I, mean, exists, I wonder if they
0: didn't realize. If that Maybe exists for other organizations, please do let us know because one of the other things Michelle and I are passionate about is promoting people getting into this sport. We know the AKC added, again, I know the most about it, added the Agility Grand Championship because it's cool, but also, let's admit, they know that they're getting the most money from the same exhibitors just getting multiple docs. They're not getting the most money from the influx of new exhibitors. And so in order to keep our sport alive and in order to drop the median age of this sport, we need new people in. Actually, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say anything about age. You can come in at any age. Uh, But we definitely need new blood in here. And we, we need it badly. So if you're interested, please do... Listen to what we have to say about these organizations and, you know, reach out to us. If we don't know the answer, we will get it for you as to what might be the right one for you. I already can tell and we'll get into the CPE that that's going to be my retirement agility organization for sure. For sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's fascinating learning about the different classes and the different requirements that these organizations have. It's really cool. So, Oh, and then in terms of multiple championships and earning them in USDAA, akc allows you to continue in numbers so mach 2 3 4 etc usda goes by the next so you start with your basic and then you go up to bronze which is 15 cues of how i described then you go to silver gold and platinum so they they have their tiers lined up like that and similar to akc but actually usda had this first they had the lifetime achievement awards Um, already in existence the lifetime achievement awards are like i said for akc are earned over the career of the dog to get your bronze you need 15 cues in your core classes and your core classes are standard jumpers gamblers snooker and pairs and then you need 150 overall cues and then it goes up from there so silver 25 in core 250 overall gold platinum titanium diamond I mean, they continue to go on from there. So I think that's really cool that they also support a Lifetime Achievement Award throughout the whole dog's
0: career. And we should also point out that you will see similarities among the organizations, not just because they've coexisted, but pretty much AKC was built off of USDAA, if I have that correct. Uh, I might get the years. I'm pretty good with numbers. I believe USDAA came to the United States around 1978. AKC Agility was formed around 1994. I might be off by a year or two, but I know I'm definitely close. So we have to keep in mind that AKC Agility was a mixture of it has some obedience, it has some horse, and you know horse show stylistics to it, and it also borrowed a lot from USDAA. And in fact, some of the very first dogs that ran in AKC were grandfathered in, which we will discuss. They were able to move levels. Based on where they were in USDAA. Little fun facts that I've picked up along the way.
1: <laughs> there you go. And, and if, I'm, you know. if I'm
0: wrong, please let me know. Yeah, hopefully we're not
1: doing too, too much. <laughs> <laughs> but we do want to know if we're misstating anything. So please do let us know. All right. Do you want to talk about UKI or do you want me to?
0: I will try. I okay, think I can give it a go. I mean, I can read your stellar notes. So, uh UKI is one of the organizations that does allow you to move over one dog to their equivalent class in so if you're in AKC, you can move to UKI equivalent. For example, Walter was in Masters, the highest agility uh, AKC class. So I was able to move him to championship. Um I believe that's what it's called for UKI. Yeah. That didn't go well for us. I probably would have been better off moving him down and working his way up because then I would have both been more confident for ourselves because we would have weren't earned cues in a lower class. Because totally different you, course style. Totally different course style. Wonderful courses. I loved them. And they were everything that we trained, but not what we were used to running. So, one of the hallmarks of a UKI course is you will see the dog walk in the center of the ring with a long 20 foot tunnel. All the way sprawled underneath it so you cannot run beside the dog walk you must have lateral distance from the dog walk Walter and I do not have lateral distance from the dog walk plus if you're gonna send your dog into the tunnel you have to get around the dog walk and no handler you cannot jump over the dog walk that is not legal so UK I had some fun challenges like that I really 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 enjoyed it so to earn your AIC which is your International Agility Champion You have to have 60 championship level points. And these points work a bit differently than the AKC. They're determined by your placement. So if you got first, second, or third, or fourth. And the number of total class entry. So based on how many dogs. So that's cool and also sucky at the same time. UKI tends to be smaller. So if you don't have a lot of people in your class, you're not getting as many points. So that really, really tells me that if you're gonna do UKI, you should convince all of your friends to come with you and do it too, which is great. I, I think that's fabulous. How better to entice people to come into it than to put this requirement on your courses? I mean, you can still get it, even if you're the only one in the class, it's just gonna take you a bit longer. So in order to get those 60 championship level points, 12 points have to come, so, and you also don't need 750. 60 is a lot more doable, but you need 12 from agility which is considered the standard. You need 12 for the standard equivalent to AKC standard. You need 12 from jumping and you need 12 from games. And they have, I forget what their games are called. There's oh, speed like... stakes. They have a bunch of different ones. They have one that's equivalent to snooker in USDAA. I know that. And yeah. I think they, they
1: have... have one called like snakes and ladders or something like or yeah. that.
0: And speed stakes is really cool. Cause that is the one like in USDAA that does not have weave poles. So So Speed
1: Stakes, you can actually get – that's actually the third little tick down. You can actually get a championship in just Speed Stakes.
0: That's super cool, and I think I'm going to try for that because my wee pulls are slow. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the IWAC, which is the International Win Agility Champion. This is 60 championship win points, meaning I assume first place. Of the class? Please hold.
1: It's I think it's either first or second. It's it was like pretty high up there. It may just be placements too. But it is possible depending on I think your height and the type of dog that you're running and the classes that you have, it is possible to get both on the same day.
0: I believe that is what Sarah Because I
1: think Sarah got it, right? Yep. Yeah. With Canon, she got both of them. And I must say, out of all of the organizations
0: UKI had the best explanations.
1: Yes. They have a flow chart. So this goes through the whole level. So in order to get your beginner title, you need 12 points with eight of them from agility. To get to this title, you need that much. You know, it's like...
0: That's super And old. then you get
1: to your championship and it says all this. I'm like, thank you. This is wonderful.
0: So there's two big championships. One's based on your championship level points, which are part of um, class entries. But then the other one you get awarded for your wins. So that's cool. And then the third one in UKI is the CSS, which is something I actually wanna go for. It's the Champion Speed Stakes. So Speed Stakes is the class that does not have Wiis. And that has its own standalone championship, and you just need 60 championship points. So I think that's super cool. All right, before we dive into our two last organizations, CPE and NADAC, this is a good time to take a quick break and hear from our awesome sponsors. Hey, Agility Addicts, I have a really cool sponsor to tell you guys about that I actually went after. Walter recently got his mock, well I know, surprising, and I wanted to celebrate it with his fan club. And so I wanted to bring something special. And we all know mock cakes are kind of off the table right now. They're not very COVID friendly. So I wanted something such as cookies, which could be individually wrapped. I checked with a bunch of local bakeries. They were booked way out. It wasn't, you know, or they were prices that I was found a little pricey. So I looked online and even though they're local to me, I found a really cool company called Wicked Good Cookies. Now in New England, wicked means very or super and they live up to their name. They have $5 flat rate shipping nationwide. So whether you live in Tacoma, Washington, or Sarasota Springs, Florida, you can get these cookies for five bucks. If you live locally or you're at a trial I'm going to, I'm happy to pick them up for you. They'll give you some extra cookies, but they've also done us a deal because I explained to him all about you know, agility and how we celebrate and mock cakes and how we need cookies instead and COVID safe. And for off using the discount code STARTLINE, Wicked Good Cookies is honoring our discount, which is super cool. So please go check out wickedgoodcookies.com. You can also get them if you're local to New England through DoorDash, Grubhub. They're just in Boylston, Mass. 15% off your order. They can put anything you want on picture-wise. These are great for kids going back to school. It's also wonderful for weddings, weddings. Birthdays, you can't be there. You can send a box of cookies. But more specific to agility for your championships or even just a great title or just, hey, let's make agility fun again. Check out Wicked Good Cookies and use a discount code STARTLINE to save 15% today. And we're back. So now we're going to discuss our last two organizations, which are CPE and NADAC. So Michelle, how do we earn a championship in CPE
1: well let me tell you
0: oh yes please <laughs> do so
1: for CPE their championship is the CH so it's C-ATCH or it could be the C-T-H C-H? or the C-S-H depending on your jump height and they actually have they have your regular Your enthusiast, which jumps four inches lower, and then you have your specialist, which jumps eight inches lower, which I think is
0: super interesting. So I'm going to give this organization credit on their naming. Enthusiast is a better word than preferred or performance, I think. Yep. That says you're enthusiastic about it. It puts no judgment on it, but it's like you're you're not jumping super tall. (laughs) (laughs) This
1: episode has turned into championships and how to judge the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the lower jump
0: height. <laughs> I just yeah thought I'd give my two cents there when we're talking about it, but I find that one. Well, you
1: might as well you did it for the rest. Oh, and I uh, UKI is
0: select. Oh, for you—that's another one I like. Yeah, because you selected the select lower. <laughs> yes, yes. So thumbs up, double thumbs up to CPE and UKI for having better sounding lower jump heights than the standard and i just i find them more appropriate so good job kudos kudos we do say that all right so for the ch and all of the other
1: equivalents you need in the level five so again cpe not an organization that either one of us has competed in so we're the least familiar with this so please if we're misstating something let us know But you need level 5 standard. You need 10 legs of level 5 standard. You need... So they they categorize their games by level 5 handler. In the level 5 handler challenge classes, you need 5 legs in each of the colors and wildcard classes. And then in the level 5 strategy challenge classes, you need 5 each of snooker and jackpot.
0: see I like that strategy okay CPE is winning me over in their lingo
1: yeah you know and I think when they say like handler challenges they're I'm I'm assuming they're similar to like gamblers and fast where they're like distance type challenges or at least a challenge for the handler Mm -hmm. to direct the dog around whereas like you get your strategy classes with snooker which is snooker is the ultimate strategy game Mm mm-hmm And that's pretty uniform from what I've seen amongst the organizations that offer it. They're relatively similar in how they're operated and run. And I
0: absolutely do not excel in snooker. Is that the one where you have to take a jump and then go back to another jump?
1: Yeah. So you have like certain jumps are colored. Like in USDAA, it's red.
0: Yeah, UKI, they're red too.
1: Yeah, you have to go from red to another pointed to red. And then if you drop the red, then you have to think about where else you can go and you can't take another Red, unless you've done a pointed obstacle first, and then then, you go into your closing sequence.
0: Yes, closing, yes, yes. Yep, so you have to strategize
1: your course that you've created, and then also you have to think on the fly, and potentially run past obstacles without your dog taking them, which is the hardest part for me and Riley. Mm -hmm. Anyway, then you also, in uh, the level five fun challenges... You need five each of full house and jumpers.
0: Again, liking this lingo. Anytime you put fun in there.
1: Yeah. So it's super interesting and also seems to be relatively similar to USDA in that they emphasize versatility versus just consistency or points, which I think is really cool. And then you have your CATE, which is your Agility Team Extraordinaire. And this to me seems similar to like a Lifetime Achievement Award. So you need 20 legs each in standard, colors, wildcard, jackpot, snooker, full house and jumpers. And then you need 3000 points in those classes. So you need actually 5000 points total, but 3000 of them must come from the classes that I listed above and 2000 from any additional classes. And from what I have gathered from reading the rule book, you get about 10 points for every clean run that you that you earn.
0: Ooh, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem to me, at least from my research. Please correct me if I'm wrong, that points are based on speed or placements or anything like that. It's just based on clean runs.
0: Wow. So you're if you're going for a CATE, you're doing it for a long time.
1: Yep. That's why I think that one's. That's three hundred runs. Yeah, because you need. I mean, you need 20 legs in each of those, and then you need the points as well. So you're talking 5,000 points. That's a total of 500 cues, right? Did I do the math right? We
0: shouldn't do math. No, or is we're, it 50? We're, we're not going to do math. I'm going to stop us right here. Michelle and I have similar, we have great strengths and weaknesses that are different from each other, but we both agree we suck at math. I don't math. Don't, we don't math. That's so 50, right? This stop, stop, stop. Okay. <laughs> Just let everybody calculate on their own. Y'all okay. figure it out. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> stop it's while we're lot. at. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we're agility stars. We are not mathematicians. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Let's let's end this discussion with Nadak.
1: Nadak. All right. Do you wanna take Nadak or do you want me to try?
0: I will try. All right. Um so Nadak, they there. Agility championship is called a NATCH. You need 130 points in jumpers, 130 points in chances. That sounds sketchy. And 230 points in regular. Now, I would love to and might not know the answer to this know the difference between regular and jumpers. To me, being AKC minded, that sounds like standard in jumpers. But why do you need 100 more points in regular than jumpers?
1: So, you know, it's interesting that if you look so in this is the case in I believe USDAA you need more standard or regular cues or points for whatever reason I don't
0: know. Well, that solidifies if- I'll never do USDAA. <laughs> Not <laughs> no, only you, they have shorter look, contacts, table? but in it, masters level, I like loved, I, I don't table. mind the table. I take the table over thirty six inch contacts. You kidding me? Oh yeah, That's yeah. True. Sorry USDAA. I just, like, I, I will support... Isn't I think, UKI 36 inches?
1: I'm pretty sure UKI is 36 as well. All
0: right, well, I'm not passing judgment. <laughs> I, and I, I will certainly promote USDA. We're definitely going to talk about their at-home, which I think is super cool. But I don't know. I'm not jumping to it. Let's just say that. I'm, I'm looking, based on your research, I would lean towards UKI with Walter and CPE with Debbie. I'm just saying. Standard is not, or regular, is not my strength. See, I'm, I, for me personally,
1: I enjoy the, the fact that you don't have to get everything on one day.
0: Well, this is why we're different.
1: Yeah, well, because you're consistent. I'm not, but I do, I do like the versatility and emphasizing that. But I think that's cool. Anyway, all these NADAC. other games sound cool, but yes. So NADAC. Yeah, I like that. I do like that. All of the organizations include their games towards their championships, whereas AKC only includes the games towards the grand championship
0: yeah yeah you know what why don't we do this in like four or five seasons let's make it a goal to have tried these other venues more of them and then we'll give an episode on our opinion of the venues we'll cover everything or the Oh yeah, I,
1: I would love to try cpe and nadac and if i uh remember correctly nadac is on point with their jump heights.
0: Yes, they were, I think he used the word- "lovely." Michelle is the word Oh, delightful. Delightful. Yes, Yes. so, all right, so continuing on, your natch, in order to get that, you have to have those points, so 130 in jumpers, 130 in chances, 230 in regular. Points earned equals 10 per queue under course time. I
1: wonder if I accidentally switched CPE and NADAC in my head Because NADAC is 10 points for every you That's how many points you get. CPE, I think, is the same, but I should probably clarify. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Well, again, just there's more reason for you all to reach out if we're wrong because we we're trying to educate and nobody wants to educate incorrectly, but Michelle did her due diligence and read through, poured through these boring books. <laughs> so uh-huh. we might have gotten it wrong. And then, okay, so that's your regular Natch. Your versatility Natch, which again, celebrating versatility, super cool, is same as above, but with the addition of 130 points in Touch and Go, 130 points in Tunnelers, and 130 points in Weavers. Ooh, that kind of sounds like fun. I'm more interested now learning about Nadak as well.
1: Yeah, Weavers, I think from what, my, what I saw in some of, depending on the level, Some levels do, I think, a full set of 12 and then maybe two additional set of six all throughout the course. So there's lots of weaves. That's fun. And then Tunnelers, like I told you before we started recording, Tunnelers is going to be Riley's, like, retirement run because it's a course full of tunnels. And the girl loves tunnels. That
0: is so much fun. So what
1: better way to retire than literally run through a course of, like, 15 tunnels?
0: Yeah.
1: It'll blow her brains. And I... I want to try NADAC for Tunnelers. Mm-hmm.
0: That's fun. So we hope you have enjoyed our episode on the current most popular agility organizations. Each one is handling COVID differently. Each one has their own different rules. So definitely, as Michelle did, read the rule books. But even though she's read them, she's still, you know, there's confusion. This, you know. I'm I'm a visual person, I can't just read a book and, okay, I know what to do. AKC, everything learning about it, including the Agility Grand Championship, took me a long time to learn, but then I, because I learned by doing. And USDAA, we actually reached out to a friend, Paula Recco, she gave us information on that. So, you know, we had some insiders on that, plus Michelle's done it a bit, I've done a bit of UKI. But share with us, what are, what have you done? What do you like? And if you are going for a championship, it can be AKC, of course, but let us know what your goals are and share them so that we can share and also celebrate. If and when you get them, celebrate them with us. We are happy and would be thrilled to post your atch or natch or IAC on our Startline podcast page. We'd love to celebrate you. Absolutely. That was very well said. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well. I think it's been another fabulous episode. It, we we tried our best to educate you. Um, we fully accept responsibility for being incorrect and would like to be corrected. But we did do our due diligence and tried. And um, you can correct our math. We're we're not claiming anything on that. Nothing. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, I think we should say adieu. Goodbye. agility addicts thanks so much for listening to our latest episode as always we want to remind you to subscribe rate and review our podcast on whatever platform you are listening to it on and also if you go to anchor you can help support us so that we can continue to spend our time supporting you guys in this great sport of dog agility Every episode is produced by Michelle and I. One day, we will have some fancy producer, but right now, we are the fancy producers. And finally, we have an ask for you. Please share your championship successes with us. I wanna see pictures, we wanna see pictures of your catch, your CATE, that one sounds amazing, agility grand championships, whatever you've got in your IAC we want to see it we want to see the ribbons we want to see the pictures we want to see the dogs we want to hear your stories so please post those all over our facebook our facebook page and we would be super grateful because we want to share the accomplishments of our agility addicts with that have a wonderful rest of your day